Super Bible Party, Super Bible Party, Super Bible Party. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name's Robert Berry, and welcome to the very first episode of Super Bible Party. It's a, it's a long-time uh, project of mine. I've been wanting to do this for years, and finally, uh, the first episode is ready. Super Bible Party. Uh, this is going to be a, a podcast where I talk about Bible stories. Now, this is not a religious podcast. Uh, it's not pro or anti-religion. We're celebrating uh, interesting, weird, dark and mysterious at times, uh, just maybe even sometimes wacky stories from the Bible. These are the stories that uh, maybe they didn't go over uh, in Sunday school, uh, you know, maybe uh, they glossed over some of the more uh, grim details, uh, uh, the strange and unusual. Uh, consider this the Ripley, uh, believe it or not, of the Bible, perhaps. Uh, you could look at this so many ways. My, my goal is not to offend anybody, uh, not to pass any judgment on your beliefs at all. Why this is for the most atheist hipster uh, to the most devout Bible-following, religious person out there. Hope you can find something you like about this podcast. Uh, Each episode, we're going to talk about something uh, just a little different. We're going to keep it kind of short, you know, a half hour or less. And uh, the subject of this podcast is is Lot and uh, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, This is quite uh, an unusual tale in the Bible. Um... It's uh, somewhat comical in some ways. Uh, it's horrifying in other ways. And and uh, it's been used uh, and interpreted many different ways as well uh, to suit many people's agenda. But uh, we start out in the book of Genesis here. God is uh, busy chatting with Abraham, one of his good old favorite sons there, Abraham. God's there with two angels. And he's telling Abraham, look. Uh, among all these, you know, I'm chilling with you here, Abraham. I'm, I'm letting you, you're special to me. I'm going to tell you some of what's going on out there. And, uh, I got to let you know, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Hard to believe it's true. I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And, uh, it's because they're just so wicked. Their wickedness is, is out of control. And Abraham's uh, a little bit upset about this. He says, well, wait a minute, uh. You know, he's got a nephew named Lot that lives there. They they hung out quite a bit earlier on. They traveled together, and they settled in separate areas. So Lot chose to move to the, the fertile grounds of Sodom and Gomorrah with his family. Uh, little did he know that it was a den of, of wickedness and sin. Uh, you, you would not find uh, such a wretched hive of scum and villainy until most likely uh, came about later uh, in the Star Wars films. But um, So God tells Abraham he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, Abraham's a little upset about this because it's his nephew. Lot lives there. And, and God goes, look, all right, here's the deal. If there's at least 50, I, I don't want to destroy the righteous with the wicked. So if you can find just 50 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah, I'll call the whole thing off. Now, God's obviously playing with uh, Abraham here because... God sees all, he knows all. So he knows that there ain't 50 people there. 
Uh, which makes this next part pretty funny because, like, uh, Abraham goes on to bargain with him. You know, like, I don't know, 50's a lot. And then and then God says, what about maybe 40, 45? I don't know. I mean, God knows at this point that there's not even five. But he goes all the way down. He says, look, if we can find 10 righteous people, I will not burn down Sodom and Gomorrah. So this is some, you know, some good bargaining. Some of the roots of... Of bargaining with God. And it doesn't stop there. Wait till you hear it later in the story. So God sends the two angels that were hanging with him. He goes, hey, go to Sodom and Gomorrah. See what's going on. See if you can find those ten righteous people. So they go to, to Sodom and Gomorrah. Good city name that's got two cities in it there. And uh, they run into Lot. Now, Lot is a, a hapless dude. He's just like, hey, hey, dudes, what's up? And, and, and uh the angels are just like, uh, oh, how you doing? And uh, Lot is shown to extend great hospitality here. He uh, he doesn't know these folks. They're just two strangers, two new people on the, on the dirty, disgusting streets of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he, he says, hey, let, let me take you guys in. And so uh, he brings them home and he, he bakes them some bread and they eat the bread. The angels ate the bread that Lot made. It was unleavened bread, so it wasn't very good, but they were willing to eat this stuff uh, despite the the lack of tastiness and fluffiness that you would see uh, in breads of more advanced civilizations as uh, time went on there. Uh, Lot's wife, who uh, is never given a name uh, in this uh, story, uh, she is referred to as Lot's wife. In fact, even later on, Jesus refers to her uh, and calls out, remember what happened to Lot's wife? Lot's wife. So, you know, it's definitely a, a very sexist uh, story in that regard, because we know the name of Lot, and he's got a wife and two daughters, and they are known as Lot's wife and Lot's two daughters. So, uh, anyway, Lot's wife's very upset. Say, like, what'd you bring these people home for? And Lot's basically like, Hey, any stranger on the street could be an angel. You never know. And uh, that's why he brought him home. I mean, it makes you wonder, like, of course she's upset. How often did he pull this one, you know? Hey, those two dudes you brought home robbed our house. Well, hey, any stranger you could bring home could be an angel. Yeah, The last 20 weren't, Lot. This is getting old. Well, you know, Lot's still not sure that these Angels are actually angels yet again. They're just two dudes he brought in off the street and baked him some bread. Good for him. Very hospitable. Um, he liked them a lot. And uh, at this point, the, the the gentlemen of the town, I don't, I don't know if you can call them gentlemen, uh, crowds and crowds of folks, it's not said how many, but enough to circle the house uh, in a giant mob and they begin pounding on the door. And uh, they say, uh, hey, send out those folks. Excuse me. There, they, Yeah, I mean, they basically are like, hey, come on outside. Send them out so we can know them. Send out those two strangers so we can know them. Now, this is knowing them in the biblical sense. Um, it's in the Bible, so that's one way you can look at it there. But... They basically, uh, there's some different interpretations of this, but the most common is is that they, they wanted to rape these two dudes. And uh, 
Some people say they just wanted to interrogate him. Maybe they were spies. You know, I don't know what there was to spy on. It was a city full of wickedness. I mean, what are you going to do? Go report back to another city that uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was more wicked than you were? No, it's pretty clear they were going to rape these angels. Uh, But this that's not even the sickest part about this story. The sickest part, uh, um, Lot comes outside to bargain with these uh, rapey fellas and says, Look, dudes, how about uh, you leave these guys alone? You leave these guys alone. And uh, I'll let you have my daughters. And... uh, He's like, what? Like, yeah. and he and, and he also lets them know my daughters are virgins. Uh, so basically, angry mob of dudes. Uh, I will let you have sex with my two virgin daughters uh, instead of uh, you raping these two strangers I just met and brought home, so I can, you know, make bread. He says, "Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man yet." Let me, I pray to you, bring them out to you, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore they came under the shadow of my roof. Um, so that yeah, that's this guy's a dad of the year here, folks. Boy, oh boy! I mean, uh, can you imagine that that coming down if there's a riot going outside and? They want to rape two hobos you brought into the house and you decide to give up your daughters instead because those hobos might be angels. You never know, folks. You never know. Well, uh, the men weren't having that. Uh, maybe maybe Lot was calling their bluff. He knew they didn't want to have sex with his daughters. They said, nah, give us those angels to rape uh, or we're going to do worse to you. Um, is what they say. They say now, or oh, we will deal worse with thee than them. And then, um, basically, uh, the angels then go, "Hey, dude!" They grab Lot and pull him back in the house, save his life. Because who who knows what was going to happen to Lot there? He would have had like three hundred dicks in him or something. I don't know. But uh, here's is this is kind of a cool Raiders of the Lost Ark moment of the Bible here. Uh, the angels at this point. Uh, smite every man uh, trying to rape them outside with blindness. They lose their sight. And if there's nothing angrier than a mob full of rapey dudes, it's it's angry blind dudes. Um, these poor uh, rapey fellas uh, now can't see anything, and they gotta go. They were, they were pretty worked up thinking a raping uh, was gonna happen, and it, uh, it didn't. Um, so they had to go home blind, feel their way home, hundreds of naked guys, blind, grabbing at each other. It, it sounds kind of fun if you think about it. I mean, they probably had the time of their lives. So, uh, you know, the men ask Lot, the angels, uh, who else you got here, uh, sons and... Basically, they're saying, you got to get out of here, because the Lord is going to destroy this whole city. And uh, you need to get your uh, your daughters, your uh, sons-in-laws. Uh, I think they were engaged to be married at this point. They weren't, uh, they, they weren't married yet. And his wife. 
And so Lot's like, oh, man. So he, he tells the son-in-laws, and, and they kind of uh, they laughed at him and, and ran away. Like, idiot. We got to leave the town, or God's going to burn it to shreds? There's all these blind dudes we could take advantage of now. Why would we leave this place? Oh, my God. We could totally give them the wrong change. Tell them their shirts look good when they're really ugly. I mean, the, 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 the potential son-in-law here... Uh, kind of jerks, if you think about it. So the morning came, and the angels basically uh, grabbed uh, Lot and his wife and his daughters, and they uh, instantly uh, teleported, basically, uh, outside of the city. And uh, he says, look, all right, here's what you got to do. There's this mountain. It's really far away. You got to run to this mountain. Because we're going to burn this whole city to the ground. There's going to be nothing left of it. Get out of here. We're giving you a head start. We're giving you a warning. Go to this mountain. And Lot, kind of a, a lazy bastard. He goes, I, I, I don't want to go to that mountain. I, 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 uh, it's kind of far. I got a weird feeling that something bad will happen to me at that mountain. If you send me to that mountain. This is the word of God. I mean, he knows they're angels at this point because they, you know, they made dudes blind, and he teleported with them. So, and the angels are are telling him this is mountains where you're going to be safe, and he's like, "That's too far, too far to walk." I'm an old man. So, uh, the angels, this guy's complaining. They, they've given him a, a free pass to escape Armageddon. And, uh, you know, he's complaining that it's, it's kind of far to walk. My feet are kind of sore these days, angels. So the angels go, all right, you can go to this little town named Bella, later called Zor, Z-O-A-R. That's a pretty cool name for a city. That's where you can go. But go now. Quit. You're, you're wasting a lot of time arguing with me about how, how far you could walk. So um, Lot and his wife and his daughters flee the city. Now, they were told... Don't look back. Don't ever look back. Um, Don Henley wrote about that later in The Boys of Summer. But anyway, uh, or is it Glenn Fry? I always get those two confused. One of them's uh, not alive anymore. That's the best way to tell them apart. But uh, so they go running away, and, and, and uh, Lot's wife is just so upset. She didn't have time to pack. She didn't have... Uh, you didn't get to brush your hair, teeth, nothing. Just like had to wake up. They got teleported out of their house, and then she uh, runs away. And so, um, she's nagging Lot the whole way. And, th- and they said now that that she looked back. Now, now maybe she looked back out of curiosity after being told not to, or or maybe Lot got sick of her nagging and just said, "Oh, did I say God said don't look back?" He, I think he actually said, "Look back, and you'll get a special treat." So whatever prompted her, she looked back and she saw the power of God uh, in action. You're not allowed to see that. I think it was a really bad special effects or something. So God was like, didn't want her to see how cheesy it looked. Um, Or maybe they were really having a party. God just wanted them to leave because they're fucking boring. (laughs) Don't look back. I don't want you to see all the fun. I just turned Sodom and Gomorrah into God's party city. 
No, that's that's not what happened, folks. Uh, I don't mean to be sacrilegious there. Uh, but she looks back, and, and instead of God, like, you know, churning her into a cloud of dust or just instantly making her drop dead. No, this is some creative Freddy Krueger kind of stuff here. God churns Lot's wife, still no name for her at this point, uh, or any point. Uh, he turns Lot's wife into a pillar of salt. She turns into a pillar of salt. Maybe it's a column. Uh, that salt. Maybe she's a. Sometimes you see a movie scene where she kind of turns into a statue made out of salt. But that's some pretty uh, wicked Freddy Krueger level creativity there. Uh, you know, God, God can, God can uh, dish it out in some creative ways. And I, and I don't know why he did it. Maybe he wanted to, to um, you know, really teach a grim lesson, uh, something about salt there. Or you know, maybe, maybe God's got pillar of salt, Lot's wife up. With him in heaven, you know, so whenever he wants to have like a margarita or something, he could just grab the glass and grind it on her ass there, and there you go. But uh, anyway, Lot's wife turns to a pillar of salt, and Lot just goes, Whew! Thank you, Lord. Kind of salty divorce there. And uh, he goes, he, he flees with his daughters, and, and they find safety. In a cave, and they're, and they're chilling out in this cave. Well, it, it, this you thought this story was weird before. Um, Way do you see what happens next here? So it came to pass, and as it says here, Lot went up out of Zor and dwelt in the mountain, and the two daughters with him. And because he didn't want to dwell in Zor, he dwelt in a cave. They're the only people left. I don't know who he's afraid of at this point. But they dwelt in a cave, his daughters and him. So now the daughters, they're pretty stupid. Uh, and they're pretty horny. Uh, they want to have kids. And they're afraid that like in this post-Armageddon world, there, there's nobody out there. Turns out if they knew about maps and stuff, about maybe 20 miles away, there's lots of other cities. A Abraham is actually... Uh, mentioned seeing the smoke from the city burning. So there's, there's people who were living in nearby cities that saw the smoke from this burning, but the the kids had a very small worldview. His daughters didn't think there was anything else out there. And they basically said that uh, um, the firstborn, the younger one, says, you know, our father's old and, and there's not a man in the earth that will come into us, uh, that will come to us. We're not going to get laid ever. We're never going to have kids. We're going to die with our dad in a cave alone. So then she says, look, okay, here's what we're going to do. I've got some wine here that I saw. I like that. They, they, don't, they didn't bring a lot of clothes, but they brought two big jugs of wine. So they get their dad to drink a bunch of wine. He's had a hard day. You know, I, I, I've drank a lot more with a lot less than the city burning down. And a lot, lot, lot of, he gets drunk. His daughters get him fucked up. And uh, they get him so drunk he passes out. But he's not drunk enough to, uh, he's still uh, sober enough, let's say, uh, to get a, an erection and have sex with his youngest daughter. and uh, Or his oldest daughter first, excuse me. She, of course, you know, oldest gets first dibs. Uh, and then, uh, she fucks the shit out of him, and, uh, that was that. He woke up in the morning, like, hungover, 
a little happier than normal, maybe more disgusted than normal. Um, wasn't sure about the strange smells uh, emanating from his crotch. He he, di- he really didn't suspect anything uh, happened. And then later that night, on the very next night, they say, hey, drink some more wine. You've had a rough couple of days. And so then the youngest one uh, then says, uh, you know, again, let's let's make him drink this wine so that we preserve the seed of our father. And they, they made, both of them are helping each other out here. These are good sisters. And uh, they made their father drink uh, again. And uh, it says, he perceived not when she laid down on him, nor when she arose. Uh, but he did come in her. So, uh, that's some stealth fucking. I mean, I, I've i never been so drunk where uh, someone can hop on me, fuck me, and then get off, and then that would be that. You know, but I don't know. That's some good one. I would like to know what that... That's like some uh, 4 loco. 4 BC loco. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, uh, they both had kids. And this fucking dummy lot uh, has no idea where they came from. You know, he's just, he's, he's hanging out with his daughters and all of a sudden they're pregnant, you know, so he's either got a thing, A, uh, they had sex with their uh, fiancés before, uh, the fiancés left him. I'd be kind of tawdry back in those times. Uh, or, or B, they just magically got pregnant and these aren't, this ain't the New Testament. That stuff doesn't happen yet, you know, uh. Or he's the father, but uh, he—I don't know what he believed. It's never said. He says nothing else, uh, which makes sense because what do you say after all this happens? No, nothing else in the Bible comes out of his mouth. Um, and uh, so yeah, they have kids. Now here, here's kind of a funny thing. Uh, one of the kids, uh, the firstborn, uh, has a kid uh, named Ben Ami. And the oldest daughter has a kid named Moab, which means from the father. They threw another clue at him. Just They, they were just rubbing it in his face. I'm naming my kid, um, this kid's from fucking you. Uh, that's basically what's going on there. The older daughter had a son named Moab. Uh, and uh, they grew up to... Uh, the, Moab uh, ended up founding the Moabites and uh, Ben-Ami. Uh, went on to found scouring powder uh, as well. No, and, and the Ammonites as well. Uh, you can read about uh, the Moabites and the Ammonites. Uh, nothing happened to them. Uh, in fact, if you look at like the family trees people have uh, put together, uh, it, 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 they kind of leave it there because they don't want to, you know, they, who would want a whole people to be uh, recognized as uh, the products of incest? I mean, they already cleaned up the genetic pool after thousands, you know, you had Adam and Eve. They kind of had to start from their own own pool, and then no, that gets wiped out with Noah's flood. And they got to, you know, the whole incest thing's got to start again. And then now this, so it's a it's a rough time uh, being in the Bible. So uh, this is an interesting story. Um, some people use this story to condemn homosexuality. Um, hateful people do that. You know, the homosexuality is not even mentioned. Uh, in, in this story, um, aside from, you know, uh, that the men wanted to rape the angels, uh, supposedly, some people said the men just wanted to talk to the angels, 
because uh, they thought they were spies. But then why did Lot give his daughters to have sex with him instead? I mean, that, that argument makes no sense. But, uh, you know, um, you could look at this as, you know, God burned down a city full of gay people, which is horrible if that's true. God's kind of a, a jerk in that regard. You know, it's... This is in his, his younger days. He, he got a little nicer later on. I mean, you know, the Old Testament's full of trouble like that. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, uh, un- this story has been unfortunately used as an example to condemn uh, the lifestyles of gay people. But really, uh, I, I think more people feel that there was just a general uh, wickedness in the city. Um, could simply be a rejection of God. You know, they weren't righteous people at all. But it's interesting that, uh, you know, they couldn't even find 10 righteous people. That means, like, even the kids were, like, bad. Like, there's, like, you know, little Chuckies running around in Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, you know, the word Sodom uh, was used to uh, speak of sodomy. So, you know, Sodom lives on. You couldn't destroy Sodom forever. So uh, the act of sodomy comes from the city of Sodom. Another reason people uh, unfairly... Uh, Talk about that city. And then Gomorrah um, became, uh, I don't know, it sounds like a STD, so there's something goes on there. But uh, anyway, that's the story of Lot and uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. I hope you liked it. Um, we'll be keeping these episodes to about a half hour. Um, we'll have some fun new features uh, as well. Um, we'll have contests like Morrissey or God. Who said it? You know, we'll have live call-in opportunities for you. But right now, I'd like, you know, if there's some stories you'd like me to talk about. We may have guests some episodes. Some guests, some episodes we won't. Um, You can go to superbibleparty.com and check out our official website. Uh, You can email me at robert at superbibleparty.com. And and my hope is that this podcast will turn into something big. Uh, I'm figuring things out here, folks. You know, I used to run a podcast called Retro Crush. I did over 150 episodes of that, and we had about 20,000 listeners an episode at one point, and kind of let it all go, so I'm hoping this could be something big. Maybe we can do a little Super Bible Party speaking tours and all kinds of fun things. Uh, I I, I perform stand-up comedy. Maybe you should check it out. Uh, My website is robertberry, B-E-R-R-Y, dot X-Y-Z. It really is dot X-Y-Z, and you could go to superbibleparty.com as well to find out more about the podcast. But it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, if you got an idea for some original music we could use, I'd love to hear it. Got idea for contest or guest? I'd love to hear it. If you just want to tell me uh, I'm a jerk, I'd love to hear that too. Look, I'm trying to have some fun here. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'll get a little dirty, get a little uh, cavalier. I'll get a little uh, controversial. But you know what? I love you all. You know, whatever you believe, I love that people are happy and love each other. And, uh, you know, we're going to have some fun talking about these really great stories. So uh, until next episode, uh, we'll be at least releasing these weekly. Uh, My name's Robert Berry, and welcome. Thank you. Peace be with you. Thanks for listening to Super Bible Party. You've been listening to Super Bible Party. You've been listening to Super Bible Party. It's a really good podcast, and it's going to last and last. Peace be with you from Super Bible Party. Yeah.